0: Hey confidants, it's Teresa. Thanks for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything podcast. If you hear a little panting in the background, that is my puppy. I am recording this in my car outside my work parking lot. Um, We did go to the vet today and look, the vet says, I don't want to brag, but they said Wushu is healthy and great and the best dog they've ever met. So he does have to get his teeth cleaned, which is going to cost me a lot of money. But you know what? I'm not going to think about that right now because it is... A Wednesday morning, and I'm feeling good. And there's a new episode. Um, so before we get to the new episode, I just want to give you guys a couple announcements. Um, if you haven't subscribed already, you can do that. Go to you can tell me anything on iTunes, Apple, whatever, Spotify, Stitcher. I don't know where you get your podcast. Look, the world is always changing. Luminary, I don't know. We're not on Luminary, but you can subscribe. Give me a five star review. Send me a picture of that, and I will give you a private confession. So very fun. I love getting those. Um, truly. A joy and a blessing. A couple of dates coming up. I'm gonna be showing my short film, I think she likes you at the Long Beach Q Films Festival this freaking Saturday, September 7th. So if you live in Long Beach, if you don't live in Long Beach and you want to go to Long Beach, hey, you got a chance. Go, I will be there. I'll be there at the QA. Me and my co-creator Christine Madrano will both be there. We're screening at 5 p.m. It's right on the beach. You can see the sunset, very romantic. Come say hi. I'll also be in Denver um, doing comedy on September 25th. And then I'll be at Crested Boot in Colorado with our Colorado film premiere for I Think She Likes You on September 27th and September 28th as part of the Crested Boot Film Festival. So definitely come check that out. I will personally be there as well. Come climb a mountain with me. I love it. Can't wait to meet you. Um, finally, you guys can leave me a confession. Um, honestly, I've been, you've really stepped up your confession game. I'm loving it. Um, But if you don't know, the phone number is 323-388-3521. That's a phone number that goes to me. I will listen to all your voicemails. If you call and I don't pick up, leave me a voicemail. I like to listen to them. I'm I'm not going to give away your number. I don't do that. It literally goes to me, and then I listen to it, and it makes me feel good. And I'll play it on the podcast if you want me to. Just let me know if you don't want me to. Look, we communicate. We're adults. Um, And you can follow me on social. I I never tell you guys my socials till the end, but I'm going to try telling you in the beginning. It's at Larissa T on Twitter, at Larissa T on Instagram. It's L-E-R-E-S-A-T-E-E. And we have an Instagram for the podcast as well. It's at Tell Me Anything Pod. So I do post quotes. I'm trying to um, spruce it up, up a little bit more. So, you know, if you guys like it, interact with me. I'll, it'll <laughs> encourage me to put more energy into making cool little um, pictures um, but I do post pictures of the guests and links and you can check out all of my amazing guest work um, by following those links all right guys that's it for the intro I'm really excited for this episode I sat down with comedian Will Weldon um recent friend um known him for a bit of time kind of peripherally but recently got to know him a lot better um and he's just a really great guy and has um a lot of insight wisdom and is very funny so i think you guys will enjoy this a lot all right goodbye
1: you can tell her. you can tell-
0: Hi guys, this is Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. I'm super excited for our guest today. Um, He has an album called Fuck This Guy and very funny comedian. It's Will Balden.
1: Hello. So (laughs) my first confession, I confess you're going to want to watch the levels on this episode.
0: Oh, you're going to be screaming a lot. Well,
1: I'm just extremely loud. Yes. Yeah. There's no people are constantly telling me that I'm being loud or too loud <laughs> or someone will come and be like, hey, could you guys keep it down? And they're clearly just talking to me, yeah. but don't want to be rude. So uh, that's just a little advanced warning.
0: Um, That's that good because my, a lot of times I feel like I overpower. I also am a loud person. And, but I don't scream. I I don't know. Do I you don't scream. scream you have like high dynamics or you're, uh...
1: I, I'm not a screamer. Uh, I'm just classically <laughs> trained in the theater. Oh, okay. So it is, I am a great projector.
0: I do think you're okay right now, but that's a good note. Maybe I'll turn both of us down like two notches. All right. Boom. You can um, always
1: fix it in the edit too.
0: Yeah. You know, cause I'm really good at that. Um, that's <laughs> totally, I have a whole team and.
1: Well, you just <laughs> move the levels back up.
0: True. Yeah. Um, this is all very exciting stuff for our audience, but, well, I Look, it's th- a peak,
1: look, people, this is, it seems like this is the whole, we're, we're in this weird moment where people oh, are obsessed the, the with yeah. how the sausage is made.
0: Totally, they want to see the curtain pulled back. I part of me like feels like I should just start recording when I come in the door, you know, what is, who does that Mark Maron? I think. Anyways. Yeah, there was
1: Mark Maron's thing. Yeah, but, um,
0: but I, 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 really like beginning, middles and ends, but will speaking of beginnings. Um, I like to start with a good <laughs> confession cause you know, not all confessions are bad. Is there anything good you'd like to confess?
1: I guess, uh, in a weird roundabout meta way, my confession would be that I am trying to, I'm going through a phase of my life where I'm being a more positive person. In both a broad and sort of general way, because I I think uh, I have a (laughs) long established reputation as being a very negative person, which I would push back on. I think (laughs) just because I'm critical doesn't make me negative. In fact, I would argue Mm. people who are critical are more positive because I believe things can be better Than they are.
0: That's very philosophical. Philosophical. Gosh. You know what? English wasn't my first language. That is um, rude of you to correct me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Hey, I'm Canadian. You
1: know how much shit I've gotten about how I talk?
0: (laughs) My roommate's Canadian. Um, What was... Oh, the philosophical view... Because I... I do think that I am a positive person, but I always think negatively, if that makes sense. Like, probably what you're saying is, like, you voice those thoughts, mm-hmm. but I think them, and then I'm like, okay, now I will say the opposite of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be, uh, I guess it's a more broadly, it's, it's not like now I don't expect things to go badly, I just am like, it's fine if they do.
0: Mm, how, has this changed? Like, can you think of a more concrete example? Like, has this changed okay, anything s- in your life? So,
1: I don't know if I've talked to you about this, because I've talked to more than a few people about this, but the uh, the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA <laughs> championship has, like, fundamentally altered my brain chemistry.
0: You are sporting a hat. Yeah,
1: because for so long, I would get so upset. for I... I think it was like the last six years uh they every year they've been in the playoffs they've like disappointed Uh and essentially humiliated themselves (laughs) in some way like it's humiliating what happens to Uh them in the playoffs after they play really well in the regular season and that had become such an integral part of my way of also viewing myself it was like the Raptors lose because they're losers and they're humiliating (laughs) it's like embarrassing It's like your
0: brand where you're like, I would like a team that fucks it up at the last second. Well, I mean, I
1: have been cheering for them while they've been horrific, like just bad, (laughs) bad. And that was easier for me. Is it like a
0: Mets reputation? Because before this year, I didn't really follow the Raptors very much. But I know the Mets have that sort of reputation. Like Mets fans are always sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the Raptors were like kind of a a bit of a joke franchise. Like they had a few seasons here and there of like being popular or kind of doing well. But they never... They'd only made, but uh, before three seasons ago, they'd made it out of the first round of the playoffs once, and mm-hmm. otherwise they would always. I mean, usually they just wouldn't make.
0: Is the rest the of this is a very dumb question, but I'm gonna ask it. Is the rest of Canada that doesn't have a team just like not into the NBA at all?
1: No, it became a cross country phenomenon because so this everyone is everyone
0: in Canada likes the Raptors.
1: I mean, not everybody, but there are every every the, if you are a like every single city has raptors fans in sure. canada and it's especially um it's it's especially like not white people uh-huh. uh because you already have your hockey teams yeah. that have been like generational mm-hmm. but if you're uh, like a new immigrant or the kids of immigrants odds are good you're going to cheer for the raptors because they're almost like a neutral team especially mm-hmm. in toronto because you could actually get tickets to raptors games
0: that's nice
1: yeah but, um, yeah, because
0: it's not the way the NBA is here where it's like it's part no, you of like have, every city. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, there's one Canadian team. It was, <laughs> the whole country was going crazy. It's also the first major sports championship a Canadian team has won since 1993 when the Canadians beat the Kings to win the Stanley Cup. Mm. That was the last time. So this was a big deal yeah. for the entire country.
0: I mean, I yeah. I mean, it, you way to rub it in. Thanks. Um, what? I'm a Warriors fan, but that's okay. <laughs> oh boy.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it must be so difficult <laughs> to be a Warriors fan right now. But the Warriors had the same reputation. They were like it's a joke true. franchise. They were.
0: Yeah. They they really do have that under. Well, the Bay has a lot of that sort of underdog championship. Probably out, especially Oakland. Yeah. The Giants were like that too. Um. I mean. Then after they started winning over and over that they didn't have that. But they still feel like like underdog. I guess they feel like like kind of humble, if that makes more sense. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Well, not sure. humble, but like not in your sense of like the jock <laughs> popular kids. Warriors don't even feel like that. The Warriors are like a super team, but they feel like kind of fun and cool and like self-aware, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've never... I've always had a problem with... <sighs> Look, this doesn't have to become an NBA podcast, okay. but Steph Curry is like a nerd who loves golf, yeah, and is I mean. a rich kid. I mean, like a, they're like two like rich. There are two rich kids on the team who are like, like generate like, uh, like their their dads were in the league, and yeah. they're both rich, and one of them loves golf, and they're both nerds, <laughs> and it's that's just like not That's like not like that's aggressively not the athlete I tend to like. Like I, yes. I I rooted for LeBron against the Warriors every year. I think
0: we're saying the same thing, but you and I like different things. Yeah. I think you're saying you like view, the bully we, jock type, like the athlete, the traditional sort of like swagger. And I like cuz I was a huge nerd. I like the nerd that also like was on cheer and student government and homecoming court cuz like whoa, crazy. Well, the Warriors
1: absolutely have like the jock That's, swagger. But they've got f- that Bay, they've got
0: that Bay Area vibe of like uh I could go to an Ivy league and I could also win a championship and also be a good dad. Like they yeah, have I could sort of have, like,
1: I could be the most privileged person who ever lived. They have that humble,
0: yeah, they have that, that humble
1: attitude of I can have literally anything I want at any given moment. No, I like, I don't like the, the jock thing. I also feel like nerds are jocks. Like I, I feel like jocks almost don't exist outside uh-huh. of maybe the NFL, like traditional jocks. It seems like, jocks <laughs> are chill now and nerds mm. are like the person you don't want to see in a dark alley or like a, a shop, a crowded shopping yeah. mall. Mo- like,
0: well, cause now we've got like the Jeff Bezos and the Elon Musk and they're like the super villains. And I, so I think they represent sort of like the hated other. And that is like the nerd. That's yeah. like the evil nerd. Yeah.
1: And they are evil is the thing They're <laughs> They are evil. They like earned the reputation. Whereas I feel like if you go to a park and there are a bunch of jocks,
0: yeah, the bro. They'll be like,
1: "Hey, like, come throw a football around. Bring your girlfriend. It's cool, man. It's we're just having a nice time."
0: <laughs> you're right. What you're describing, what I like about them, is probably the privilege, and <laughs> that Well, but be you're a, from the Bay, right? I am from the Bay. Yes, that should you, be a you like them because
1: you're from the Bay. Like, that's totally fine to be like. Well, I also like them because I grew up with them. Yeah, like I, the the Patriots are one of the most like loathsome sports teams this current era ever
0: uh-huh.
1: but it's if you're from new england i'm not going to be like how can you like them like i know why you like them because you're from there yeah and you grew up with them and you were surrounded by them all the time
0: well i would say i was more of a niners girl when i was growing up because warriors like you said were, were joke they were around but i was like right but niners you weren't like a like,
1: lakers fan oh no 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 in.
0: definitely not yeah no i like the laker girl laker girls though what's the, <laughs> <laughs> was that eddie murphy wait what, yeah there was a movie am i remembering it right there was an Eddie Murphy movie with Lakers girls where he loves the Lakers girls.
1: I don't know. I only knew about the Lakers girls growing up in Canada because uh, Will Smith always was talking about them on The mm. Fresh Prince.
0: I auditioned to be um, for the Jets and for the Brooklyn Nets, and I made it to the semifinals for the Nets. Oh, I didn't
1: know. But well, I, just, I did know. I, you I bought you danced, this is why
0: actually. I bought a miracle bra from Victoria's Secret because <laughs> <laughs> you have to have cleavage. Like it's just a part of it. And I don't. So I was like, well, I have to pad it up for the audition.
1: That, that's funny because now it seems like they are they all look like they're essentially wearing huge sports bras. Oh. Like uh-huh. they feel t- the era of like the, the oh, cheerleaders yeah, is boobs, over. Yeah. And they all kind of now. Now
0: everyone's like bisexual. So it's like.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it also is like. You've got to have
0: a little bit of androgyny, a little bit for both sides. Yeah.
1: And now you're like oh, the athleticism. You even have to, <laughs> even if that's not why you're looking, you have to be like, no, I appreciate the athleticism. Of uh, mm. these ladies out
0: there I think you're uh, giving a lot of credit to. What that might are. be like a generate I, I mean I don't Looking imagine at- that That's what
1: like boomers are saying uh-huh. But it feels like now you you will cloak it It's like it. reading
0: Playboy for the articles You're like I just look at these butts for the athleticism Okay
1: but here's the thing Playboy <laughs> had great articles
0: Yeah I think traditionally In like the
1: peak era of Playboy They had so many great writers
0: I wasn't reading Playboy, but I totally believe that because um, sex and comedy have always been really like uh, symbiotic, you Mm -hmm. know, because it's like comedians are able to push those boundaries and go in those lines. I know those writers aren't all comedians, but I mean, like they're able to push lines and a sex magazine is able to push lines. so they're going to attract writers who um, want to like experiment and have fun and are strong, smart writers who don't want to be censored.
1: And they paid. Yeah. Yeah, sure.
0: And they got all that money. Man,
1: it's professional what I just did to uh, <laughs> burp, did. to burp okay. into my shirt.
0: I didn't hear it, and now that you mentioned it, um, now we all know you did it. So it's almost that's fine. Like Look, it's not about cloaking it; it's
1: about not doing it into. <laughs> I, hey, this is a podcast about honesty. I thought true. Yeah,
0: it is about honesty, and will that brings me to my next point. Is there anything <laughs> you'd like to tell me?
1: Uh... The, just the classic, the classic love, segue work of a stand-up do you comedian. Love my
0: tra- speaking tra- my of,
1: speaking of, that reminds me.
0: <laughs> no, that that was better. Sometimes I have really terrible. I I like try to transition, and it always will be like. Speaking of plants, plants in the house, and it's like was, it's like a game. <laughs> can go speaking
1: on. of plants, plants grow from a seed, and the mm. seed is the beginning. And um, uh, we should probably now get to the <laughs> beginning of what we talk about on this podcast. Like the roundabout.
0: It's like when you're writing those essays and you're just like filling up words. Dude,
1: I was so bad at those essays. <laughs> I was awful at writing essays. Um, uh, oh, right. The truth. The is that's truth. what we are getting to? I'm,
0: what, you know what? Well, See, that's the, how I segue. No segues. Truth. We're here for the truth. The moment we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what would oh, you
0: like to get off your chest?
1: Okay, so mine is, uh, and I am extremely uncomfortable <laughs> okay. talking about this which we'll see more ludicrous once I do it, I cannot take a shit in a public restroom. I can't. I've done it.
0: You've tried and you can't. Well, I've
1: done it maybe three times since the traumatic event. Okay. That that was going to be my follow-up. Is there a reason? Yes, there was a thing. So it was, I come from a family where it's extremely normal to just sit on the toilet in the bathroom reading for 45 minutes.
0: That... Was something my dad did growing up and he got hemorrhoids.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> well, I d- I've never asked. It ne- that never happened to me, but I haven't inquired. But I don't, I don't think it's happened because they, I'm pretty sure they still do it. No, My I mean, parents. I don't know.
0: I mean, I'm sure there are other reasons, but I just remember it was like He's straining too thing. hard
1: is why you get him usually.
0: <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I, hit the, I don't know what he was reading. Maybe, wow, now you're sharing other
1: people's truths <laughs> on this.
0: Well, maybe I'll bleep that out. But the only reason I brought that up is because I was going to say me too. But then I was like, there was a distinct moment when it all changed. And it was when he got him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't think that's happened in my family. My dad did
0: not spend a lot of time on the toilet after that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my family was, especially my parents, I mean, there's, it, like, they were so, like, it'd be like, my mom would be in the bath and my dad would be taking a shit. And I remember now looking back on that and it, like, disgusts me (laughs) on such a profound, like, it grosses me out to where I've been. I'm married now for a second time and every- And
0: you've never done that.
1: Well, no, no, not that. And I won't even, I've told them, I'm like, if I'm in the shower, like- Yeah. There'll be no cross bathroom work. Sure. If, if any of us, if either of us is either shitting or pissing, the <laughs> other person will not be in- the bathroom with them and
0: I think that is totally fair and I would agree with that but it I I don't ever
1: want that kind of comfort with my spouse yeah
0: but until you said that I didn't even realize that I feel like very similar because my family had that and the thing that you were describing the like someone's pooping someone's showering yes it's
1: disgusting and
0: I it's gross but at the time it didn't feel gross and I never consciously was like I will never do this but I thinking back I'm like I don't do that with people. And yeah. it, like, I must've just in my mind been like, and that's the boundary. But I, yeah, I wonder if there's a similarity there. Well, I'm like, it's if so we, weird. <laughs>
1: and if we were, but if it was like my, the one person I might be okay with it is either like a best friend who I have no sexual or romantic interest in. Or like a sibling, who I also have no sexual or romantic interest in. Yeah. I would hope. But
0: just that one that you're not sexually interested in.
1: Yes, the other one. (laughs) Stay out, because I don't want to ruin the mystery for when it finally (laughs) happens.
0: Well... I, my sister and I, we're twins and we're very close and we used to, oh, I don't even know if I, I'll say this cause you're being very, you're being very honest. No, because it's, it's, what is this possibly going to be? It's No, it's not that bad, but it is just very embarrassing. We, um, used to like take turns like pooping and showering and then switch, but it would be like, uh, we what, call, and then switch. No, not switch. It'd be like one person would shower first, but someone, but so we would talk. We were like yeah. kids, like t- Yeah, yeah and kids remember. are
1: different too. Yes. Like kids are, you know,
0: but we called it I'm like, this is very embarrassing, but we called it boyfriend club. Cause we would, <laughs> we would talk about our crushes. So I'd be like, do you want it? The, the, um, reasoning behind it originally was we were both very scared. Like we had a lot of anxiety, so I didn't like to shower alone mm-hmm. and our bathroom was like down the hall. So it was like this dark hall. So we'd always like need someone to go with us. So then we turned it into like boyfriend club. So I'd be like, do you want to do boyfriend club? And so one of us would poop while the other showered and then like the other person would get in the shower and the other person would wait Mm -hmm. until they finished. But, uh, (laughs) I mean, kids,
1: kids, it's different. That is extremely weird though. (laughs) I mean, but it's also, I, I say that it's honestly not weird to have a name for it. I won't say who, because it's not my business to be naming anyone, but I know somebody who used to, when they were a really little kid, they would go they'd say I'm going to Montreal now and they would go (laughs) under the kitchen table and squat and like hold their shit in because they liked how it felt when they're like a really little kid
0: under the table yeah they
1: get under the kitchen table oh my god yeah so kids have like you kids know you strange. name a lot of things for kids. I know kid why as a so kid.
0: weird. Maybe I should cut that out. No, I'll leave it in. Okay. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, I didn't. I, I left no identifying clues as to who that could have okay. been. I said someone I know.
0: Oh no, I meant my confession.
1: No, I know, but mine. I'm just making sure yeah. I offered up no information. So
0: you okay? So your family was like no boundaries.
1: Yeah, it just in that yeah, and that's like a. I, that's not even super related to, but it, it, it's related in that I was fine with that. When I was a kid, I sure. thought it was normal to just sit there forever, like long yeah. after you were done, just like sitting there, I don't know, like <sighs> getting your philosophy degree in your brain. <laughs> but um, in, I think it was eighth grade, okay. I was at a party and I did that. Congratulations. Was, oh. Thank you. I was in there for a while. <gasps> oh and boy. so my oh no. friends unlocked the door and broke in. And were making fun of me, and I was like so humiliated. And I was like screaming. Were you at reading them.
0: while they broke in? No, I was
1: just sitting there.
0: It was pre phones, because now I feel like people would be on their phone. Yeah,
1: it was back in the days when it's like shampoo bottle. Like, what's in shampoo? What is like? You're just <laughs> reading anything. Um, and then they, I finally got them out, and I was like screaming. I was like hysterically because I also but hate. But you
0: were like done and just sitting there.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, at a party. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, it was eighth grade, like, but sure. and it, w- it was the same kids at every single party we'd have mm-hmm. um, in the same place. It was always Lori's basement. Was was, always, was this
0: like were you guys like party party as in eighth grade? Like, no, we no, just, just like, like there was hang, like music, Like, yeah,
1: nobody was. We weren't even drinking yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would be young. I feel well,
1: like. a couple of them. I mean, I had one friend who like had sex but, in seventh grade, which is wow. like young. That's, <laughs> That's young. fucking but Canada young.
0: Canada also has a lower drinking age. So yeah, it's not that it's, strange to drink in wh- eighth grade.
1: Where I grew up, it's 18. In Montreal and Alberta, or in uh, Quebec and Alberta, it's 18. The rest of the c- country is 19.
0: Oh, the Montreal thing just made more sense now realizing you grew up in Canada. Because I was just imagining someone... No, the, I'm going to Montreal now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just That's, imagining and, someone in California randomly. Yes. <laughs> I was like, but I mean, so it weird. is a
1: kid, like just like a weird association they might make. <laughs> um, oh, but then I came out of the okay. bathroom i was humiliated and i believe i said this is genuinely like the worst part to me i walked out and i said in all seriousness okay and i'm like i hit puberty in like 10th grade so i'm also so small okay at this point i walk out and i go who wants to die and then i start trying to like brawl with all of my friends because oh i'm so upset And I'm like still crying and my dad has just shown up and I like leave Uh, and I'm in the car and I'm like sobbing. (gasps) And my dad is clearly driving me home and he's like, get him out of the, Like, just get him home. Yeah. Get him out of the car because I do not want (sighs) to know. My dad is
0: not like good with emotions.
1: No. And he's actually a lot better now. Uh, as my, it's interesting as my, my dad has gotten older, I'd feel more comfortable talking to him about that kind of stuff. But like back then he'd just be like, what? Like, I don't want to know. I, I look, I work 13 hours a day. I put food on the table. Bing, bang, boom. I'm done. Like, this is not for me. But, uh, and yeah, like ever since then I've felt such a deep unabiding shame over it that like I cannot do it unless it is a genuine emergency like i'm going to shit in my pants if i don't do this
0: oh man yeah that's uh yeah that's a lot to hold on to oh yeah no pun intended <laughs> oh my god um, that's
1: a lot to keep inside <laughs> that's of a you lot to
0: go to montreal for <laughs> um wow so
1: and i don't i also don't like it. it's to the point now where for a long time i wouldn't even want to do it if there was someone else
0: like in a yeah. hotel room. Like if you're traveling. Hotel on the room. Road. If my
1: roommate is home, uh. I would like wait until the middle of the night.
0: I also don't like going uh, if someone's in the hotel room with me.
1: Yeah, but I, I just hotel don't like- rooms are the uh, the worst because a yeah. hotel room is so small. Yeah. So if you go in there and like obliterate it, <laughs> like I feel like every time I've been at Dynasty Typewriter. <laughs> Uh, a guy has gone in, you know, there's, it's like Dynasty is the smallest green room for the performers and then there's a bathroom attached to it. Almost every single time I've been there, a guy has gone into the bathroom and fucking obliterated it before the show. And then we're all just stuck back uh there.
0: If you have like an hour, maybe two hours, like you could, I've never understood like needing to go in like a movie theater or a concert, anything like that. I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, if you're like at work, it's like that's eight hours. Fine, maybe.
1: I've um <laughs> uh I when I lived close to, uh when I worked at Blockbuster when I was like eighteen it was pretty close to home and I'd go home on my lunch break if I had oh, to wow. do it yeah okay or um
0: so this th- is like true anxiety like you really yeah
1: I cut can. one time my stomach was upset and I cut I left uh I went home during lunch and skipped the last two periods of school, school so I could go home and go to the bathroom yeah
0: <gasps> aww
1: yeah. I I hate it.
0: Wow. And I'm
1: like not, I'm also not comfortable talking about it. I like don't like acknowledging it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, cause it's, I'm sure like the shame that you're describing also comes with like the shame that you feel shame about. You know what I mean? Cause you're like, everyone seems to be able to, and it's not true that every, I'm sure a lot of people have shame about bathroom stuff, but there's this like, fallacy that like oh everyone seems to be normal so if i talk about it it puts me in this weird category well see
1: i don't have shame to me i'm like everyone else is (laughs) disgusting like my joke i used to do a joke about the book everybody poops it's like yeah everybody's also capable of murder that doesn't make it a good (laughs) thing like that's it's Uh, To me, it's like a disgusting thing that should be done in private. And this is my thing I'm actively aware I have to keep from my child. Like it's my primary, my issue that I know will be the easiest for me to
0: to pass it on.
1: Yeah, I know it'll be very easy to pass it on to them and I don't want to. The real problems I don't want to pass on to them. I'm like, I'm probably powerless (sighs) to stop a lot of this. Because it's so deeply embedded in my psyche, but it
0: was through a connection of uh, an event, so it's not necessarily like genetic,
1: right? But if, oh, right. Oh, but, but
0: they might catch on to if you flinch or like you feel. Yeah, gross I about mean, it. I yeah. I
1: can't talk. I I can't talk mm. like this in front <laughs> of them because I don't want sure. to internalize in them that it's gross.
0: Totally. Um, I I don't ever really talk about poop on stage, and I don't really feel like. I want to, but I sometimes will come up with jokes about it. And I'm like, maybe I should do this. But yeah, I wanted to do a joke where I was like, I tried pooping once. It's not for me, uh, but I, cause I yeah. just like, I don't, I truly like, don't, I do think it's gross, but I also like totally envy people who can talk openly about it and are just like totally cool. And I also realize like, and I have so many, like, I mean, there's that whole joking about like hot girls don't poop, but like so many hot girlfriends who poop and talk about it. And it doesn't make me feel any differently about them. So it does make me a little envious cause I'm like, there's nothing, like, this is just in my head. Yeah. Like, I'm not judging them, but yeah, I'm judging myself, yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Well, it's a classic, you know, there's so many things where you give yeah. your, you're like, have some respect for yourself, girl. <laughs> and then you get home and you're like, well, I don't deserve to respect myself. <laughs> Right. That's for everyone else, but not me. I mean, in my defense, though, shit is disgusting. No, shit it is 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 th- really gross. And that's, <laughs> I think that's one of my hang-ups is it, is it is the most disgusting thing on earth, I would argue. You could maybe make the argument that puke is grosser, but it's down to, like, I think it would be safer to <sighs> eat your own barf than to oh. eat your own shit.
0: <laughs> gross. Oh, my God. Like, I have no oh. problems with
1: puke. I have no problems with, like, piss. Like, that was a thing, too. Tell, i tell tell... None of them ever asked for this, but I think my ex-wife one time, Uh she never actually showed any interest in it, but she was like, well, what if I wanted to like piss on you or be pissed on during sex? And I was like, that'd be fine. Like we could Mm -hmm. work that out and try it at least once and maybe I Uh would not like it and find it gross. But it's, that part of it is the comfort. I don't ever want that Mm -hmm. kind of, it feels like such a sibling or not romantic or sexual thing yeah. to be able to do that I don't want to establish that with my partner who I'm like would like to continue throwing it in.
0: Yes, I agree. I think there's um but I think that this might be a pre- uh I don't I I don't know personality is the right word, but preference thing because yeah. I think some people do get I mean, a lot of people get turned on by stuff like that, and I very much don't.
1: Oh, if you're turned on by it, go wild.
0: Yeah, but I, so that's what I mean. It's like a thing where I just like, I know I don't, and I know it's compartmentalized. in to- Like, I don't even really like showering with someone I'm dating. But like, that, that's okay. Well, you got to
1: give them, the showering with someone, it's like, not, you don't do that to get clean. No,
0: you're just having fun in there. But it is sometimes when I'm like, I do want to take a shower, then it is kind of a thing where I'll be like, can you like give me five minutes so I can actually take a shower? It's
1: always, yes. You get five or 10 minutes to like, you're like hunched and like pulling weird. You're 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 also like hunched over and you're like, pull like, I'm like pulling my dick up and like scrubbing under my balls. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, let's, let's fuck. But like, hold on while I crouch over and like scrub out my asshole before we do it. Cause I've had a long day.
0: Oh my God. And it's nothing.
1: That's it too. Like, assholes don't gross me like Uh i'm fine with all the parts that it come like that stuff comes out of but i it's the The thing itself i mean i also don't like farts
0: i don't who likes farts so many people (laughs) think
1: they're hilarious or totally fine (laughs) with them like this is a weird thing because you and i (laughs) it seems like you kind of have the same hang up as i do
0: Uh, yeah and until you said it i'm like i don't know where it comes from because i like to like I feel like I put out there very, like, you know, sex positive, no shaming, whatever. But, you know, that's generally my vibe is I don't want to, like, make anyone feel shame. But I also truly don't like poop. And I also have no problem when people talk about it in front of me, like, if it's their thing. But if it's it's put onto me in any way, like, if someone, like, an example, if we're all talking about poop and everyone seems to be laughing, I'm fine with that. But then if they all turn to me and are like, Teresa... When's the last time you poofed up? I'd be like, this is my nightmare. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> my wife now sometimes will know if, if I have to. And she'll be like, Oh, you're going to take a shit. And I'm like, stop it. Oh, no. Stop it. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm I don't like, I don't, yeah. I don't even like acknowledging that I do it. And I certainly uh-huh. don't want other people to acknowledge that I do. Yeah, it.
0: Yeah, It's, It's I and I think that's fine. I I I feel like there's a reason. Look, that visual reaction you get when you think about poop, I think is actually survival skills because
1: it's poison.
0: It's yeah. I think we're supposed to stay away from it.
1: (laughs) It's like like when people like, oh, you're afraid of snakes. It's like, yes, that feels Uh like or I mean, my fear of heights is bad. I don't like snakes, but Uh I'm fine. I don't freak out if I'm at the zoo like I can see a snake or if there's. You know, you're hiking and you look and it's clearly just like a garter snake or whatever. You're like, eh, who fucking cares? Like, that's Uh fine. But um, heights is bad for me. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, we'll all die. Like, I'll die if I fall from this height.
0: But as long as it's built in... Well, so then I would argue it's okay to... That's healthy to have a little bit of built-in fear or aversion. I don't want to say fear. Aversion to things that might be dangerous. But it's when it becomes, like, crippling or um, changes your lifestyle, then that's when it might be, like, yeah. good to look at. And it for <laughs> sure is,
1: like, a problem for me because it would be nice to be able to use a public restroom once in a while.
0: Have you, like, like have you ever tr- – so you say, like, you've tried – like, have you tried, like, like, coping mechanisms of, like, okay, maybe if I, like, take the big stall or I have this, like – gas station down the street that nobody knows of like have you ever tried that or it's just anywhere in public though? no definitely not i
1: don't care to i don't <laughs> care to solve it like i have no interest in solving this uh-huh. at all <laughs> i have other much more pressing concerns with my psyche than what just, if you're
0: on a trip with friends and it's a long trip and you're close quarters
1: i was doing shows in uh san francisco with eliza skinner a few years ago and i made Uh her leave the house i was like you gotta i was like you gotta go get a coffee or something and be gone (laughs) for like be gone for like 30 minutes because that'll be enough time for me to do it and then calm down and then not feel
0: anxious about her coming in yeah that i feel like is that to me is more intimate than someone being in the room with you because being able to say that no and i think that's good that's better that brings people closer together be able like can you leave i'm gonna go poop I think that's people, more people should be able oh, to do that.
1: But the like stagger, it took me like 15 <sighs> minutes to ask her. Cause I was like sweating. I was like leaning against the counter being like, look, I don't, I don't, I Aww. can't, I just, I don't want to have <sighs> to, but I can't, there's no other, like it just took me forever to get it out because I didn't how did want to react. It. She was like, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. I feel like that would be the normal reaction. And I also feel like if someone asked me to do that, I'd be like. Oh, I'm really glad you were able to ask me. And also, yeah, yeah, I don't want to be here when you're pooping. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> cool.
1: And that's the other thing too is I will because of that. I ha, like have never acknowledged if somebody fucking stinks up the bathroom while I'm around. Mm. I just won't mention. You don't it. want to shame them, yeah, yeah, because I'm so, <sighs> uh, uh, like I yeah, I have no interest if somebody just like if you like know somebody has just, it's just like they've just her, like horrifically oh. farted I'll just will not acknowledge it at all uh-huh unless <laughs> they say something
0: so there is some sort of like like confidence and it tends to I feel like I see it more in men but women have it too but like the confidence of being able to just like go in anywhere and like you say like stink up a room
1: dude yeah and, I, and there are some uh, cases where it's like it's not okay like, to rip the toilet from? out of the floor. <laughs> In the backstage area. That's not okay. That is the kind of thing where I'd be like, this is a universally unacceptable thing. You've just, like...
0: That is privilege. Wait if until the show
1: starts, at least. Walk into a
0: shared space where you're about to perform and other people are about to perform. Yeah, we're all
1: stuck back there because, you know, we can't talk. You can't talk right behind the curtain and there's nowhere else to go. At Dynasty, but they're like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to punish everyone for being booked on this show That's with me.
0: so funny because it's, it is it is some sort of privilege because it's not just that they're not thinking. It's also that like I need to do this now and this is whatever I want to do now is the thing I'm going to do. Yeah, it
1: makes more sense to me to do it to be an asshole. Like if they walk out and they're yeah. laughing and they're like, you're all about to be in hell. <laughs> then on some level, I'm like, I, I, you know, this is gross and I hate it. But like, respect to you for yeah, really getting us good right to now. That bit. Yeah. Like I have, you know, the be it because I'm a comedian or an asshole, oh. I, I on some level I'm like, I appreciate what you've done. I like I, I have a sincere appreciation and respect for this malicious act you've just it's committed like on all of us. Dropping a
0: bomb. I guess my equivalent, maybe the female equivalent to that, is um, get in mixed company, bringing up astrology. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will do that sometimes to be the asshole. Because I know, like, okay, this is gonna super annoy <laughs> <laughs> certain people here, but also it will super ignite some certain people here, and I'll just like drop the bomb. And then once you bring it up, people go and you're like, ha
1: ha ha. I mean, this is a thing. If we can get in, like just like a brief, like uh-huh. obnoxious comedy conversation. But like, I hate when people say when they're like, "You should always punch up. You should never punch down." Because I'm like, first of all, it's it is on some level meaningless. Those uh-huh. are personal designations. Also, what do
0: you mean? Also, I think there it comes down to value system because some people think they're punching up. Yeah, Wh- that's like, what I white mean. White people who think there's no such thing as who think yeah, they like, be just oh, against these white people? These homeless
1: guys are all privileged. They yeah. just sit on the street and get money yeah, for nothing. Yeah, they think they're punching up. Uh, but it also is in the context, like, if somebody is doing a set that's like very funny and they're clearly like very thoughtful about what they've done, and then they just do a joke that is like, hor- <laughs> like morally horrific, and they just do it to fuck with the audience and make everybody go, oh, like, yeah, <laughs> and then they're in on like. I think that's funny. It's like funny every now and then just to fuck with people a little yeah. bit. Because by then it is as if everyone in the room has kind of established, like, you have an established relationship with each other and you know that you're not, they're not going to go on stage and do an hour of that stuff. It's like, that's funny to me. Yeah. Like, and this is it, like bringing up astrology every once in a while and mix, like, that's a good bit. Oh, every because once in a
0: while will. Okay. No.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Uh oh. You're making me uncomfortable no, 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 right no, now. Kidding. But it is like, It's it's funny to piss people off. It's funny to irritate people (laughs) about like things that at the end of the day aren't a big deal. Like it wouldn't be funny. Like it's not funny the way my mother will throw up things you've told her in private. She'll just bring them up at like a a a function or gathering. And she'll just bring it up and be like, "That's like when you told me this thing, that's not funny. <laughs> I hate that right That's something none that's of all us boundaries appreciate. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. she's a yeah a problem with it. And also she gets all the details wrong. So I'll <laughs> so be like, first of all, I can't believe her. you are betraying my trust right now. Also get an assistant or something because you're getting this whole story wrong and that's embarrassing me even more. <laughs> she used to steal my jokes.
0: Your mom? Yeah,
1: like I'd make a joke. to her
0: friends? It would
1: be me and her, and I'd make a joke, and she'd laugh. And then we'd be later in like mixed company, and she would say the joke. And if people laughed, that'd be the end of what she's saying. But if nobody laughed, she'd be like, Will made that joke earlier.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Your mom is a savage. Well, if she gets it on TV first, then uh, it's hers. She, so. that,
1: that used to be her opinion, that it was okay to <laughs> steal jokes, because it's about the performance. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so funny. Yeah.
1: Right to my face, like, she'd say it and I'd be like, God in fucking heaven. I just saw my whole family, so I'm just thinking oh, so about... Oh, all riled up. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> a, lot, a lot of long bathroom breaks of your family. Oh,
1: I, yeah. I mean, I think at one point there was, at the Airbnb they were staying at, I think there was never not somebody in the bathroom one of the days I was there with them. For like two hours, they're just I, cycling in and out.
0: I'm curious, is there something about the familiarity of like family that it's like, that you don't have when you're out. So like, it's almost like reinforced by like how familiar your family is around this stuff that when you're out, it's like, everything's like super different. I don't know if that makes sense, but
1: yeah, I, it, it is. Um, it, it is also probably because partly I am a very judgmental person and will feel embarrassed for other people uh-huh. pretty easily. Like I told my therapist one time that I, a time when I feel anxious is when I'm crossing a busy street because hmm. I'm worried all the stopped cars, the people in them, are making fun of me and my therapist was like no one does no one would ever do that and I was like I do that I make (laughs) fun of everybody all the time just like in my brain or to the person I'm with and so I I, that's like a big part of it is it's not just that it's disgusting Mm. it's what They don't even have to say it. It's what other people will even just be thinking. But see, this is—I'll be like, this guy's a disgusting person (sighs) who shits out of his asshole like a like an animal, (laughs) like a disgust. It's like
0: who would fucking shit out of their asshole?
1: You know who else shits out of their asshole? Lower apes. Is that what you are? (laughs) One of the low primates?
0: I thought you were going to say Donald Trump, and I was oh, like, no. I don't want to be like him. Oh, um,
1: no, I'm not, No, you know, the world has enough references to <laughs> Donald Trump, I think.
0: This is true. don't need to give him any more publicity. Um, I would
1: have been like, you know who shits out of his asshole? Jeffrey Epstein, mm. probably when he died, right, too. Right, yeah, when
0: he hung himself. Wow, yeah, yeah. too dark. That yeah. was too far. It's
1: not too far. But
0: you probably do It's poop. good that he's dead. I do think it's good that well
1: it's if, good that he's dead but he died at the wrong time and also he absolutely yeah. was murdered but there's not a sure quote-unquote conspiracy podcast so we don't have <laughs> to get into it
0: it's not i, I would say i am uh, neutral about him being dead in the sense that like i've never liked to celebrate people being dead i but i do think it's bad that he did those things therefore it's good that he is no longer doing those things yeah the being dead itself i'm just like I'm going to be neutral about that.
1: I love to revel in people's (laughs) deaths. I'm at a point now where I'm like, if my enemies don't celebrate my death when I die, Uh then I failed. (laughs) Because bad people should be gloating when I die. Because that means I pissed them off enough that they would take the time to do that. Mm, Like I made fun of John McCain when he died because uh, he absolutely got so deeply under my skin all of the time Uh that I had to say something. And in some ways... I was acknowledging that by doing it I was acknowledging that in the end he won. Which would be the first right, battle you're still that thinking he won. About- Haha <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, got him.
0: <laughs> Good one. Uh seems like you've done that before. No. Um I uh I do yeah, I do think if I died and people were celebrating, that's um whoops. That's a good thing oh because that means, um, wow, you still can't stop thinking about me. Oh, yeah, okay.
1: it's a cliche it's a cliche <laughs> phrase now, but yeah, like living in somebody's head rent-free. Uh-huh. It's like overplayed, but it is a real thing that exists.
0: I like that. I, I haven't heard that term. But oh, I'll really? Mm-hmm. It was very
1: popular briefly. I'm too online. In Canada?
0: No. Um. Yeah,
1: yes. Yeah, my girlfriend in Canada was always <laughs> saying that when I was in high school. I'm... The guy who makes up that phrases. Actually- and then I'm like, that phrase is very popular in Canada, <laughs> so you guys wouldn't know it.
0: Um, yeah, well, did you guys say girlfriend in America when you were growing up in Canada?
1: Mm, no, you just no. say they lived in like a different province A different or part something. of Canada. Yeah, you met them at camp or I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never even bothered to lie about the it. camp.
0: Yeah, I had a camp boyfriend. My first boyfriend was the camp boyfriend. But all he did was give me a lip gloss and kiss me on the cheek and run away. And then, <laughs> then he was my boyfriend and nothing we never talked again.
1: Yeah, I, um, uh, maybe it was a night. I did not like open my mouth during a kiss until maybe 10th grade.
0: I'm Is trying right? to think if I had
1: a. I think I- it, was, it it might have even been 11th grade. Yeah, oh, you yeah, like a Oh, like a makeout. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. My first kiss was 10th grade, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then I wouldn't count the peck on the cheek as a kiss. No.
1: And we would, I think back to like seventh grade, we went to go see Greece when they uh-huh. re released it in theaters. And thinking back and just being like, I think I, we, I just like sat there with my girlfriend. And we just like kissed each other on the lips the uh, whole time.
0: Just like a little pecs. Yeah. Like, like, a, That's but, so sweet. But like a
1: make out in like a Clark Gable movie or something <laughs> where we just mashed our lips together <laughs> the entire time. Uh, and then she dumped me while I was at Disneyland.
0: Wow. Yeah. Pretty at rough. At least you were in the happiest place on Earth. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it was fine. It was a rough vacation.
0: Um, wait, something you said earlier, I want to go back to, you were talking about, oh, how you judge other people. So therefore you think they're judging you. Mm-hmm. I think, um, this is something my therapist has told me, but like that you have to let go of what, um, you can't control In in the sense that like they might be judging you and it's okay. Like what, what about that bothers you? Because they're strangers in a car. Like, don't you kind of enjoy making fun of people, yes. but you also know that it's not hurting them. Like strangers, I mean? Yeah,
1: that's the appeal of making fun of...
0: And you're not really trying to make them feel bad. Like, you would you feel bad if they knew what you were saying?
1: Yeah, and that's it. It's the the stranger part because yeah. I don't know anything about them. So it's a completely open to so many possibilities of like, they might be the greatest person on earth and they're sitting there making yeah. fun of me. But once I get to know somebody, if they're making fun of me and I don't like them, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like, oh,
0: interesting. But for you on the side of making fun of someone, if you don't know them, that makes it okay. But then you getting made fun of if you don't know them. That makes it worse.
1: Yeah, because it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's I yeah I have no context for who they are. So they could be like the greatest person.
0: But also, I pose this: if you're making, because you are an empathetic person, but you still have fun roasting people that you don't know because you know it's not hurting them. Yes. But if, you know, like if it did hurt them, you probably would feel differently.
1: Yeah. Depending on who they are. Maybe. Yeah. 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 But if uh, <laughs> there's some people I'd be fine. Sure. And, it would make yeah. you
0: want to hurt them more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get that. But yeah.
1: It- Megan McCain, I would <laughs> cruelly mock to her face for days on end. I hate that whole family.
0: Okay. So, but in that situation, um, if you're on the other side, does it make you feel better knowing that like, if it's something, someone making fun of you, they actually don't want you to feel bad. So truly it shouldn't really matter because they're actually just doing it to like delight themselves and they don't really think that of you because they want you to feel bad.
1: I don't know. There's something about it. It's like the shame or the embarrassment because I have a thing. I have a hard time going to new businesses Mm. alone. It's very stressful to me to just go to a restaurant I've never been before and sit down and eat because I'm worried I'll do something wrong.
0: Oh, interesting. Like, I went and Have got, you done something wrong before that triggered this? What can you do wrong? I don't what know. What could I possibly <laughs>
1: do? But it's like, if I push... You yell
0: something racist at a... I don't know. Right,
1: but it's the kind of things... That, but it does boil down to, like, I don't know what I could possibly do on accident. Hmm. Like, yeah, I could yell something racist, but that seems like a choice I'm making. <laughs> so, why would I be embarrassed? Whereas, like, I went to, um, I went to like, a... Oh, God. Went to, like, a hot chicken place last night. And I'd never been there before and I was, there was a long line and I was relieved because it gave me enough time to make sure I looked up the menu Uh and then I looked up the menu from other sources to make sure I was looking at the right and current menu. So that when I got to the front of the line, I wouldn't say something and they'd be like we don't have that or like N- what like I'd say the combo name wrong and they'd be like the what what are you saying that guts me I hate that I
0: feel like that's like a dream customer because most of the time what happens when you wait in the long line is people get at the front and they're like what do you want and they're like um let me think you're like did you not have time to think about this in your 45 minute wait yeah and it seems
1: <laughs> like that seems like a good thing being prepared but it genuinely is just from a fear of not knowing anxiety i don't like looking like a tourist like Mm. i have a lot of that stuff
0: it seems like a lot of anxiety um yes sometimes (laughs) yes
1: you're right it seems true (laughs) it seems
0: like you might be suffering from anxiety no but um with anxiety sometimes what helps me is i like imagine the worst case scenario and like i'm like well what because if you the, the vague sort of unnamed like what if i do something wrong is sometimes scarier than like what if I yell something racist? What if I poop my pants? Because then you're like, well, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Okay, so what am I afraid of?
1: Well, yeah, and for me, it's more, what's the worst that could happen? Almost nothing. <laughs> like, if you actually think about it, you're like, what's going to go? Like, they'll just be like, we don't have that. Hmm and i'll be like oh or they'll be like oh do you mean this and i'll go yes but in my my head they're like gonna get on the pa system and be like can i get everyone's attention (laughs) yeah this guy fucked up let's all point and laugh because i have weird things ever since i was a kid about being embarrassed i have real shame issues
0: sure i mean it can really sit with you for a long time as a child because that's when you're developing and also you're so innocent as a kid you don't even know what that feeling is and then it be, happens. And I was a like,
1: very happy-go-lucky child. Aww. Yeah, yeah. Very positive. Very earnest. I was a very earnest kid who took people at their word.
0: Wow, what a nerd. No, I'm just Well, <laughs> but now I
1: go out of my way. I don't trust people uh-huh. if I don't know them. Like, at all. Yeah. That's what, one of my big problems with acting is I cannot trust... I have a hard time trusting a director won't make me look like an asshole. Uh. Like, they'll ruin their project just to make me look bad. It's a real... <gasps> I... I had an audition for a thing and the guy who wrote it was a guy I hadn't seen in years. Uh But he, I think the last time I saw him, I got insanely fucking mad at him because he, we were playing risk and he wouldn't take Uh it seriously. And then he spilled a beer on me and I was very clearly pissed off at him for the rest of the night. This is so long (sighs) ago, uh, probably seven, seven or eight years at this point. And he was the writer and I had a real genuine fear Hmm. that the audition existed to humiliate me Aww. the most, but the most insane form of narcissism. That's the <laughs> most narcissistic to put up a casting notice and contact like representatives about it. And I'm like, they're doing all this to humiliate me privately. Wow. Yeah. And when I got the call back, I was like, Oh, now they're really going oh to get Oh my
0: gosh. Me. <laughs> and then when you got it, you're like, Oh, yeah, I'm like, this, within, proje- like,
1: this project only exists. But this is the kind of thing I was saying with, like, the Raptors finally winning.
0: Mm.
1: Now I do have It's a this different
0: thing. narrative than you've yeah, been telling yourself. It is like,
1: if they can win, maybe I can win. It, which is insane. Which is so, to me, pathetic. It's
0: not that insane. That, I that mean, that's what
1: it took. It, it's a sports team. I don't know any of those sports, guys. Sports, I mean,
0: we should, like we, you're talking about shitting on jocks. But, like, we as a society, like would be like, ah, oh, sports, whatever. But actually, like... There's a reason everyone likes sports. Sports are this... like It's, like, very inspiring, and it's human, and it's cool, and it, it's really, like... I think there's a lot of heart in it, and I think it's pretty admirable to, like, support a team, and there's a lot of positive things that come out of sports and, outside they of have, the bad shit, but...
1: And they... Uh, yeah, and it also... I think North America has a... You know, there's still, like, awful fans and shit, but I think we have a less profoundly fucked-up relationship to sports than, like, Europe does, uh-huh. where they're always rioting and stabbing oh, yeah, each yeah, other yeah. after... It is so... It's so nationalist there, yeah, uh, and so oh, they
0: put it in their they put their country pride into country city um, yeah. team.
1: Yeah, they're they're dangerous it's maniacs. Like history, yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like here, yeah, there are a lot of assholes, but it's you know. And like I have to say that, but a guy got the Giants fan get the shit kicked out of him mm. in the Dodgers parking lot. But I think generally,
0: but those are people. that There's a lot of extremes in sports, so, and I also yeah. think
1: it depends on the sport too. Like yeah. I do, I do think basketball is the best professional sport. I think it has the best fans. I think it has the best writers. I think it has the most interesting players oh, who yeah. are also the most thought. Did you say best writers? Like, yeah, best like. Like, beat writers. Oh, like, oh, the okay. guys who write about the NBA, oh, gosh, I think, yeah. are the best sports yes, writers. that
0: makes sense. Well, I, I'll, I, it's funny because I always feel like NBA does feel like a reality show that's, like, being written. It's because it, they... The storylines are great. It's because they're <laughs> just
1: wearing a tank top and shorts yeah, but is a even big like part the, of it. Like you get to know the, them so well.
0: The um, athletes have, have history and interact with each other, and it's, it's all very, like, it's like a reality show.
1: Yeah. And they say that's actually one of the problems the NBA is starting to deal with is the drama and the outside stuff people are becoming more focused on than the actual Mm, games uh which hurts viewership but not me i'll sit there and (laughs) rend my garments and pull my hair out the whole 48 minutes plus commercials but yeah it but right that just changed me in like a weird way where now i'm i'm just like that's not going to happen that's yeah that's a crazy like the universe does not exist to, like, humiliate and dominate me.
0: Yeah, there's so many. Well, let me ask you this. If – do you ever get – I know it sounds weird to say this, but do you ever get disappointed when it's not the case? Like, when you're – um, like, let's say you're in the situation with the audition and you're like, this is going to – they're here to humiliate you me. But for some reason, you're still going, right? So, like, you clearly are putting yourself – and that's – so you don't really believe it yeah. probably because you're going – but then you have this built up in your head. You're like, I'm going to be so humiliated. And they're actually going to like, you know, laugh at me. And then it turns out that nobody thought that much about you and they just wanted to see you. And they weren't trying to like concoct their whole life or they didn't spend a decade trying to get <laughs> back at you. Do you ever feel a sense of disappointment for being like, um, I'm not like sitting in this living in this guy's head? Oh, rent free. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, so that part. No, I will, if I truly believe something, I will, I love being right Mm -hmm. and I will be disappointed that I'm wrong. Um, even if it, me being wrong is good. What can I, oh, I mean, another basketball example. I thought, uh, Giannis Anadokounmpo was going to be a huge bust. I was like, this guy is going to stink. He's not going to be good. Uh And like all of these people are delusional thinking this guy is going to be like this great player. And he is a generational player who's Uh incredible to watch and does things it's hard to remember anybody else doing and just sort of physically like physically he just looks like no other player ever Mm. and it bums me out that I was wrong (laughs) and I have the treat of watching this Mm. of getting to live through this singular thing and I cannot appreciate it because I'm like oh damn it (laughs) I was wrong about this thing you're wrong yeah
0: interesting um yeah. That's so interesting. Like they creating the storylines because it's actually sounding to me a little bit like it's like just a coping mechanism. Because yes. when you know that it seems like you know that they're not actually happening, like you can separate in your head when you truly have a true anxiety that could be real. And sometimes, you know, people there are as crazy as it sounds, sometimes you do run into like sinister people who are fucking with your head and you get that instinct. But it seems like you can dis, um, discern the two. What between like like it seems like in a way maybe thinking that this was all meant to humiliate you is easier than going into an audition and just earnestly having trying hope. to have an audition and doing well and then if you didn't get it then just being like oh I guess I just didn't get it
1: yeah and my bad attitude comes from like as a kid all the way up through maybe like the middle of high school I was just like very privileged and lucky in a way where anything I wanted I tended to get. Anything uh-huh. I wanted to do, I would tend to get. And it was down to like uh like in in tenth grade when I auditioned for the school play, it did not even cross my mind that I would not get <laughs> it. It co- nothing could have been further from a thing I was thinking. I was like, yeah I'll go in and do the audition and I'll get it.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: um I started acting in like I got an agent I think in eleventh grade. Oh wow. And I would like book stuff. Like I made probably like over a couple of years, I made probably like, I don't know, like 20 grand or something. This is a
0: big acting city that you were in?
1: No. That was it, is I would not get very many auditions and I would book shit.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, but I had no, I did not appreciate it Right, at this is
0: before you even wanted it, you just happened to you. Well,
1: I wanted to be an actor because I liked doing it, but I never strove for anything. I never had any real dreams or any mm. real goals because um, I'm... Lazy and both have mental. we oh, were p- also
0: a child. Yeah, and, yeah. You were but some kids it out. are
1: like, I want this. I dream about this.
0: Yeah. I didn't even. Those are nerds. No, I'm just <laughs> saying. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we should be afraid of them.
0: <laughs> well, it's like
1: you know, some kids are like, I just dreamt yeah. about being on SNL my whole life. And I was like, I loved SNL. I used to do characters from SNL. Like, I would yeah. work on my impressions of the characters. Never for a second did it cross my mind about <laughs> being on the show. And now that I know what the working conditions are like, You're like definitely I- not know. Yeah, no. <laughs> but. Uh, the first, I didn't get, I think like I didn't get in the play in 11th grade. I didn't get cast in it. And that was such an aberration. It truly drove me insane. I went uh-huh. nuts over it. And, um, and then, but it was also like, I was doing improv at the time. And I was like the youngest guy at the theater. They were all adults. I was the youngest guy at the theater. And I was doing the advanced shows really quickly. Like within a couple years, I was mm-hmm. on them and, before almost all of my peers and i was doing stand-up and i uh, uh the booking place like yuck yucks is this chain of comedy clubs and they like booked me on some road gigs while i was still uh-huh. just 19 like every, it just came very naturally and very you were like easily. a
0: wonderkind. Like, yeah I was just
1: kind of given yeah. these things and then i moved to toronto and that was the end of that like that house of cards collapsed because it was a huge city with a oh. ton of people who wanted to do what I wanted to do. And they had like a drive and a passion and they knew how to do it. And I would just like, nothing ever really happened for me there. And then I moved here and it was like, things were like, I got some lucky breaks and that was great. And I ended up going to new faces and I signed with WME right afterwards. And this is like 2012. And I was like, this is, this mm-hmm. is it. Like, this is it now, this is my chance. And it is just like, I just suffered disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And I got divorced not long afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then within probably a year and a half or two, my depression got so bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was dealing with stuff in my, my personal life that didn't have anything to do with me. It was like helping other people with their things. And I wasn't like, I was not making much money. I was made so much the year after I got divorced, I made all this fucking money and like Uh blew it. And I still owe back taxes on it. Uh And at that point, just like disappointment after disappointment. And I couldn't, I still have a hard time accepting where I'll be like, why didn't I get this thing I wanted? I tried, Mm
0: -hmm. I tried
1: and did a good job. Like I had, did not grow up with the experience of, of essentially like well life is unfair like uh-huh. life is unfair and other people are good at things and sometimes people are better than you sometimes it like it, there were all, all of these jobs like 50 grand shoot in South Korea yeah. you're there for a week they put you up you're on hold for it and mm-hmm. then like mm-hmm. the day before they're like eh, the director went with his buddy yeah. like so much of that that I went crazy sure. And now, and I stopped trying, and I had a bad attitude about literally every single thing because it was at that point, it was just easier than continuing to believe that good things would happen. And I just had so completely internalized that that it was uh, the fucking Toronto Raptors winning NBA championship that turned around. But every playoffs, I would tell uh, my like now wife, I'd be like, do not let me cheer for this team next year. Do not let me do this. Do not let me do this to myself. I would get so upset. And every single year I would do it. And this was the year where I was like, whatever happens, happens, because of weird situations with the roster and all the contracts. And I was like, well, they're not going to win. And then they'll, uh, they're just, everybody's going to leave after, like Kawhi Leonard's going to leave after this season. And then all the other big contracts will leave after next season. And then they can start the rebuild. And that'll be it. So it's like, I'm all fine with whatever happens. And then they won when I... Yeah was just, like, fine and breezy with whatever, and uh, it beat a team I truly loathe. Uh, um, <laughs> like, it, 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 the Warriors, the only team that could have been sweeter was the Lakers, or somehow the Celtics. No, it
0: was a great story. I'll give you guys that. I mean, yes. And, uh, uh, and yeah, I mean, it was really great watching Kawhi play. I mean, it, it. look, I'm a Warriors fan, but... Did you guys get three... I'm glad we didn't lose to, you know, like, LeBron or whatever. Three
1: championships. Three... <laughs> That you guys won three championships to our one, which also is the number of games you were up compared to Cleveland when you <laughs> blew it and they won the title.
0: This is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's a really beautiful story. And I feel like...
1: It's insane. It is not beautiful. No. It's beca- <laughs> ludicrous.
0: It is because... Well, to me, what I hear is like, you know, you had a lot of success early on, which is really good and great. Um, And
1: like compare it, not even like big, just like comparative, like mm -hmm. just the kind of thing where, yeah, just like, you know, book probably every like maybe 10th.
0: But enough to connect your effort to, um, like to train yourself to think like, if, I, if I'm doing something well, I'm going to get rewarded for it. So then when that feels like that well is dry, you do kind of go crazy. Cause you're like this thing that I was doing, isn't working anymore, Yeah. but actually what this industry is, and it is a shitty industry, but the industry is that right. It's all about like the long game of like, you're going to have these moments where it's dry. And some of us start for like 10 years dry. Yes. And then you get something which can feel really, really hard because a lot of people give up before they get that thing. But, um, they're just all different. And you, you know, I think it's really cool and good that you've got to start with stuff, but then you have to learn that dry part later. And then that can also fuck you up because then you're like, well, what the fuck is this now? Yeah.
1: And then it spills over. Once it spilled over into my personal life is when I Mm -hmm. truly like went out of my mind nuts, like truly I look back and I'm like, Oh, I was just profoundly mentally ill for probably two years where I was incapable of doing almost anything but just the basic mm-hmm. the basic amount of sustaining like just like get up, go to work, yeah, eat three meals, maybe go do jokes I've been doing for years. But like other than that, I just was not this is just like I just wasn't able to like do anything.
0: Well, it's a lifestyle that really um makes it easy to just ignore mental oh, yeah. health a lot. Cause we talk about it so openly. So we think we're so on board, <laughs> yeah. but then we also enable each other. And then also on top of that, um, like we're not making enough money to deal with it sometimes. Um, plus when you do do well, it's so easy to just be like, and now my problems will be fixed. So I'm not going to address my mental health because I have money now or whatever. Yeah. And then once you lose the money, the mental illness is even worse. Cause you didn't deal with it when you had or whatever. Yeah. So it's, Totally. Yeah. But I think it's cool that, you know, you came out of that and you're like, have this new outlook on life. I had
1: three good things happen in a row and that changed everything. It's nuts. It took three consecutive good. Mm -hmm. That was it. That was all I needed was like three. Yeah. Just, it was, they, I, I think, Oh, I like booked this movie and then I finally got my residuals, my like satellite radio residuals for my album a, I've been trying to get them for a year. It's uh-huh. such a slow process, signing up and getting registered. And I got them as like $3,500. That's great. And then when they won the championship. and Yeah. But I was also, I mean, you also get like traumatized by sure. living. So I was paranoid about the bottom falling out. Yeah. So so afraid of the fucking bottom falling well, that's out that's the survival
0: skills we're talking about, right? Yeah, like, that's that's because it felt like yeah. it was like,
1: oh, oh, this is the grand joke. This is the, this is the, this is life's closer. <laughs> They're, it, they have this incredible setup, and then there was some amazing punchline coming where I don't, like, uh, Pascal Siakam runs me over with his car, and then I die as slowly and painfully as possible, and he ends up in prison. So it's like... I die horrifically and don't get to enjoy this these things that are good and seem to have happened. And also I send my favorite basketball player to prison.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> you have very active imagination, so that's good. Um, well, I'm really glad you shared that. I feel like uh, we covered a lot of stuff. Which part? All of it. <laughs> um, but I, I have a game I want to play and it's actually kind of related to what we're talking about, okay. about assholes um (laughs) it's actually because Mm. it's inspired by your album title fuck Mm -hmm. this guy which is very clever double entendre
1: i knew it was never gonna be in stores anyway (laughs) so i was like i'll call it this because i'm not it's every comedy album now is called like dignified (laughs) or yeah like like recreational or uh, yeah like or, or it, they're like trigger warning or mm. snowflakes. Or, and you're just yeah, and like, you're Jesus like, uh,
0: Christ. I kind of like, I also enjoy titles that are just like, what does this mean? And like, even like, um, like Ali Wong's baby Cobra, like mm-hmm. it's, it embodies something, but it's not specifically about anything. Yeah.
1: And that's not related to a joke yeah, in it, right? Not
0: at all. And I, I love stuff like that, which is like pearls of chair on a mountain you're yeah like, what <laughs> and it
1: because it, i also went with that title because i'm like i feel like this is also gives you a slight clue of like this sort of felt self-effacing
0: who you are yeah yeah
1: I li- like i like to make fun of myself and i feel like that's a good name it's the same with like dave's album uh, dave ross's album mm-hmm. is uh, the only man who has ever had sex <laughs> which awesome. i was like that's also a, that's a great title because that gives you a real window into what you're going to be getting sure. from this album whereas yeah. when it's called like Retaliation. You're, like, you're what? like, what the
0: fuck? Triggered. Um, yes. Well, anyway, <laughs> so I like... I mean, I, you know
1: what you're getting when a special is <laughs> called Triggered.
0: I like this title because, um, you know, sometimes you do need more information before you decide if you're going to fuck this guy or fuck this guy. <laughs> so in this game, I've left out some... Keywords to people's uh, first-person confessions. These are all internet confessions from various places. I've left out keywords, and I'm going to read the sentence without the words. You have to guess based on context clues if this is a fuck you or fuck yeah moment. Okay. Basically, like— So it's,
1: w- is it good or bad? Or kind if it's, of, yeah. If it's, I hate this person or I want to get down with this person.
0: Um, yeah, but no, not really like get down. It's a little bit okay. more like aww, like but aww didn't sound as cool as fuck you or fuck you Or, or fuck more yeah.
1: like—so uh, it's like fuck this guy or like fuck— this guy yeah okay, that's right. a better title you, yeah, sometimes that, you gotta experiment with throwing so, a comma around sometimes i need a white
0: man to punch up my <laughs> titles um, <laughs> um pretty straightforward okay here's the first one i pretend to be asleep so i can hear my girlfriend blank Is a good read. <sighs> fuck you or fuck yeah
1: i'm gonna say fuck yeah
0: Correct. Um, the, The full confession is I pretend to be asleep so I can hear my girlfriend sing. Sometimes I pretend to be asleep in bed and she lays down next to me and softly sings. I had to tell this to someone. She gets really embarrassed and doesn't like it when people hear her sing. So I pretend to fall asleep just to hear her Very sweet.
1: Because, yeah, it was hard to think of what the bad thing would be that could have been in there. Yeah. I guess maybe like if he's like, I pretend to be asleep so I can listen to her narrate her diary out loud to herself. Or
0: maybe cry, but um, that was from Reddit user Fozzie Bear on Off My Chest.
1: I pretend to be asleep so I can listen to my girlfriend cuckold me (laughs) in our bed while I'm next to her.
0: I guess that could be a fuck yeah. I
1: would say that's a fuck yeah. That seems like the kind of thing they're both in on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel
0: like the word was maybe more like awe is kind of how I wrote these. That helps Hmm. frame it. Okay. But like, they're not all necessarily like, it's just sweet or, hmm. um, I'm my ex-husband's blank.
1: So I'm going to say, fuck. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, this is definitely me judging, but the full confession is I'm my ex-husband's mistress and I'm going to say fuck you. And that's from post secret cuz there's some cheating involved here. Okay. And I think that's bad.
1: So I'll explain my reasoning is okay. I I was like, what are the uh, the odds are probably good she did not open up cuz in my brain I was like, I would never open it up with alternating answers when it's only uh-huh. two choices i would always oh. go same so answer twice meta, to yeah. fool people but this is a classic me out, outsmarting <laughs> myself okay
0: um but you know i'll put a disclaimer there look some people are you know i'm i generally think it's safe to say that cheating is bad but you know th- everybody can disagree with me and you it's, can at me if it's you want.
1: usually bad sometimes um
0: yeah. Sometimes sure. you got to do what you got to do. Different situations. Um, here's the next one. I was that one blank kid that always reminded teachers about blank because my t- classmates would blank.
1: I'm going to say, fuck you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one might be a little obvious. It was, I was. It
1: was fuck you? Yeah. So my thinking with this one, I was like, no way she'll do three alternating.
0: <laughs> fuck you. I was the one annoying kid that always reminded teachers about homework because my classmates would steal my pencils and erasers. Source. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, this is from user Lila Nyla Vanilla on Reddit slash Confessions. Um,
1: this is worse than being the mistress. Yes. Yeah.
0: Cause don't fuck it up for everyone. Not all of your classmates sell your pencils and erasers. Dude. Yeah. Well, just. You know. Gosh. Come on. Reminding me about homework. Don't ruin it for homework. all
1: of us. Yeah. Psych. That's psychotic <laughs> behavior.
0: Yeah. Are you asking for homework, or are you like? I did my homework, and it, you didn't ask for uh, it? Yeah. Like, I
1: think it's like oh, you didn't check our worksheets that we were supposed to do like, last night. Why not night? just
0: like. Like whatever. Anyways. Fuck you, universally agreed. Okay. Well, I I I didn't do it
1: for her <laughs> to not check it.
0: Um okay, there's two more. I blank my neighbor's dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um I'm gonna say fuck yeah.
0: Okay. What do you think would be a fuck yeah situation?
1: Um pet, mm. love. Okay. Um
0: the um, correct answer is I kidnapped my neighbor's okay. daughter. So I did I'm think say, that was a yeah. I did think
1: that was an option. Okay.
0: Um, this is from uh, throw literally the username is throwaway and, and the very long number nine eight one eight nine zero nine one six from confessions on Reddit. Was
1: that the full confession?
0: No, there is actually I th- it's a long story, so I'm not going to read it. Okay. But I just wanted to pull that one sentence because
1: I was curious because it could be a thing of more jokey like. You're good friends with your neighbor, and sometimes mm. you see their dog in the backyard, so you just like pick them up and bring them home for a little bit. Yeah. And then you text them, like, haha, I kidnapped your dog.
0: No, they took it. But I will say, in this situation, um, just for the sake of the game, I w- went with fuck you. But in the situation, it was like, I think the neighbors weren't like super great to the dog, but it was like a gray area where there- <clears> she was like, I could be better. So I'm like, hmm. You should, there's other things you can do besides just steal the dog.
1: Yeah, stealing a dog is yeah. the kind of thing you do when like the dog is like chained up in the backyard all day, no, like no, it howling wasn't like and that. whining and crying. It's like
0: they would like yell at it and be like, bad dog and stuff, which is like not great, but don't steal your neighbor's dog. Final question. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're doing pretty good. I think you have two yeah. out of four. So if you get this, you win the game. I overheard my boyfriend asking my dad for blank. Fuck you or fuck yeah? Fuck yeah. Correct. It's I overheard my boyfriend asking for my dad for his blessing. So that's a sweet little the thing. The dad
1: is a priest? Ha
0: uh, <laughs> 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 um That was from CrossFit. Llama on off my chest. What,
1: for like to get married? To get married, yeah. I would sweet. say.
0: I don't know. I kind of oh, feel you like think that's... think m- fuck you? I think, I think that's weird. It's outdated.
1: I, outdated. It. Yeah, it's like... You know, it's like uh, I also mm. I asked for his permission. And then when he said yes, I demanded a significant well, dowry from blessing, him.
0: not permission. Right. Blessing. I think asking for a blessing is not I think permission does feel outdated. Blessing feels a little bit like respectful because it's like I want to join your family and I'd like to let you know. No, I, I think
1: know. I think the way you do it is you don't marry a. Uh, you, you don't you marry, marry them until you defeat their. Dads. Yes. Well, you don't defeat. You don't marry them until you defeat their dad in hand to hand combat. Yes,
0: yeah, so that dead dad. Mm. Great. My, uh, yes,
1: because then it's like, all right, my child is now your property. It goes yeah. from my property as the uh, father to yours. Sure. As yeah. The or you just
0: steal her. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's always should, chained up in the backyard. And they, they never feed her <laughs> anyway. Backyard. Maybe you should be asking. I will amend this blessing thing. My, my opinion of it to, to I think if you're going to do that I think you should ask for both parents if they're alive and healthy relationships blessing because I think it is nice to ask um, if you're going to join the family and they've raised this child that you love so that's nice, but mm-hmm. why dad? Yeah, maybe yeah. do both. Do both. Dad and mom. Yeah, dads. That's nice. Moms. Siblings, sure. Uh, dad
1: and um, partner. Yes,
0: dad and dad. Dog. Non binaries <laughs> and non binaries. Um, great. You've won the game. Well, <laughs> your prize is you get to tell our listeners where to find you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you ever robbed anyone of this prize?
0: <laughs> no, I'll just delete the whole episode and don't put it out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's old man Weldon across everything. No spaces, no dots, no periods, no underscores.
0: And you have a podcast.
1: No hyphens. Yeah. We've been on hiatus for a while. <laughs> We're working on it again. Supposedly. Diego has been working on it. I think writing some stuff for it alone. Okay. So I'm very curious. Cause, mm. cause the, the Diego driven episodes tend to be, he comes in with an idea, and then I like scale it back. Okay. Because I'm like, you know, I edit these. Like, yeah. this is insane what you're asking me to do.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So I'm I'm pretty curious. What's
0: it called? In case oh, people it's find called
1: it? uh, "This Country's Hard on People."
0: This country's hard on people. So check it out.
1: It's Ma- look. The big selling point we always have is we write it. It's mm-hmm. written. It's a it's a a mostly or half written podcast. <laughs> and it is in its own way a parody of podcasts.
0: That's great. We sure, need, yeah, we it need, sounds
1: super appealing. Put that need, on the poster. We need to laugh
0: at podcasts. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. You can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod, or you can donate to our PayPal. PayPal.me